This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network. Look right down any crowded hall. You'll see there's a beauty standing. Is she really everywhere or a reflection? One always calls out to you. The other's shy and quiet. Could there be two different girls who look the same at Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley, Sweet Valley High? Welcome to Pi Beta Alpha, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of the Sweet Valley High TV series, episode by episode. I'm Anna Carey. You know what? I'm not Karen Moynihan because I'm <gasps> not here and I'm, I'm <gasps> quitting in protest <laughs> because of the outrageous carry on of this episode. <gasps> I I am striking. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> See what you've done, Sweet Valley TV series. What have you done to, to poor, poor Karen? And, uh, Karen, can I persuade you back for... for for just just an hour or so, just you know, maybe you'll get over this trauma by the end. Maybe, maybe talking it out will help. Okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> consider this a therapy session. Okay, I can work with that. <laughs> and this therapy session has a name. It is the War of the Pom Poms. <laughs> it is. Who would have thought I'd be so upset by something called the War of the Pom Poms? <laughs> I mean, it's a good name. It's not a pun, but it is, it's kind of the name of one of the books. The book yeah. was the Pom Pom Wars. The Pom Pom Wars. I don't know why they reshuffled it. It's a bit strange. It sounds more dramatic, I suppose. Um, can you share the blurb if this isn't too traumatic for you? <laughs> <laughs> I will do my best. <laughs> New student Heather Malone is made cheerleading co-captain. Jessica quits in disgust and forms her own squad. Jessica asks Elizabeth to join. After finding evidence of an affair Elizabeth had with Todd's best friend while he was in Vermont, Jessica has perfect ammunition to get her last squad member. Uh, And there's a note on this one because it's based on the cheerleading miniseries Jessica Quits the Squad, The Pom Pom Wars and V for Victory. So they managed to squish three books into 20 minutes. Not even 20. I think the YouTube file was like 18. <laughs> you have to allow for ads, of course, yeah. I mean, it does make some of the uh, the contents even less plausible than hmm. they might otherwise be. But, um, well, I think we gave, we, we did give a teaser of the, uh, of the element of this episode that has so traumatised <laughs> Poor, poor Karen. Poor me. But um, I guess we'll just have to dive right, right in. Are you ready? As, can you, you be ready? Uh, yes. All right, fine. I guess let's just get this over with. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you know, tell me about your mother. Just set off in a sort of therapy. But no, no, we will begin in the Casadel Wakefield and Todd and Liz are playing Jenga and she wins and Todd says it's beginner's luck but um, she rightly points out it is not because she's just beaten them 12 times in a row uh, but it's all cheerful and, you know, just some jovial banter or hmm. as jovial as Todd ever gets. <laughs> then Todd drops a bombshell. He does. He turns to Liz and says, hey, I forgot. Ken Matthews is back in town. And I swear my face when he said this was just a picture of delight. I was so happy. (laughs) But did your happiness last, Karen? It sure didn't, Anna. It sure didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Liz is pretty shocked herself. But when uh, she hears Ken's name, she knocks over the Jenga tower. She does. So I guess her luck has run out. And uh, yeah, I can't believe she has only heard about this now because uh, Jessica comes in in her cheerleading outfit and she not only knows about Ken's return to town for for it appears that he too moved away for a while. um, (laughs) But uh, she's already got some complicated sort of tangled invitation situation for the barbecue that's being uh, thrown in his honour. Or is he throwing it himself? I'm... It sounds like it's, it's it sounds like it's his party, yeah. Yes. 
Um, so she wants to go with some guy called Trevor, uh, whoever he is. This was an opportunity to throw in, you know, even hmm. a, someone from the random pile, like Aaron Dallas or exactly. something. Exactly. But... Yeah, a, a perfect go-to from the randomers pile, I would have hmm. thought. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, she instead she's going, she's obsessed with this Trevor person and she's playing two other boys off each other as part of her sort of convoluted uh, romantic scheme. Todd says he's confused. So am I, quite frankly. Yeah, I tried to I tried to keep track of what the hell was going on here with Jessica's situation. It's like she agreed to go on a date with one guy and then some other guy asked her and now this first choice of hers is also going. So she's just going to go with that guy. I don't know. And the other two are just going to have to stand there and look at her on a date with somebody else entirely. I, yeah, I still don't really follow the logic of it. I'm not sure how this is going to work for hmm. her in any sense. But uh, anyway, she steals Liz's earrings literally out of her ears <laughs> and uh, says she plans to borrow her new bikini. So I guess it's a barbecue pool party. Um, and Todd is like, you've got a new bikini. <laughs> but Liz is no longer in the mood for banter. Um, she asks why Ken is back in town. Turns out his dad got transferred back to town and... Uh, Somehow Liz isn't uh, so keen on seeing Ken. No, she she very clearly does not want to go to this party and kind of says that she's just not really up for the whole football team, team spirit thing. Uh, and Todd is like, what's going on? Are you OK? Uh, but she just says that she's tired. But like she clearly just does not want to be at this party. Oh, yeah. Um, so Todd, it's actually pretty funny because he does say like, OK, fair enough. But like, if you're not going to be there, I'm under no obligation to be nice to your sister. <laughs> I like that they are consistent in Todd uh, understandably hating Jessica. Yeah, yeah, fair. (laughs) So we cut to the next day at Sweet Valley High and uh, the party has taken place and Jessica complains to Lila that um, the boys that she was messing, she was, you know, she cancelled on to try to get Trevor, I don't know what she was doing, uh, (laughs) were mad at her. Um, as, you know, who could have foreseen that? Mm. And so her romantic... um, convolution scheme did not pay off and Lila says that uh, Jessica's new shiny leopard print skirt is very trendy and Jessica's not sure if that's a compliment yeah it is quite funny actually her reaction to that because she is like well is that is that good (laughs) and Lila kind of explains that you know yes it's good now she said in two weeks it'll be passe and in a year it'll be retro (laughs) I mean Lila does have her finger on the fashion pulse she knows what's going on (laughs) Well, Jessica says that she and Trevor really connected, uh, despite the rage of the boys she had discarded. Uh, But then they see him with the new girl, Heather Malone, who was wearing a truly awful (laughs) zip up pinafore thing. (laughs) Yeah, poor Heather really got screwed, I feel like, from the wardrobe department. Her outfits were not it. They absolutely were not. But she and Lila bond uh, because they both apparently go skiing in San Moritz every year. Um, And while they, you know, reminisce about the various ski lodge uh, amenities, Jessica says, excuse me, Swiss miss, we're late for class. And they invite Trevor to accompany them. But uh, he's got other plans. Yeah, apparently he's going in the same direction as Heather. So instead of going with Jessica, she very clearly wants him to. She like hooks her arm into his and everything and is basically trying to hold him down the corridor. Like, let's go, Trevor. Uh, But he's like, uh, no, I'm going the same way as Heather. Nice. And yeah, Heather very sweetly is like, oh, really nice meeting you two. Uh, And her kind of parting shot to Jessica Mm -hmm. says, that's a terrific skirt, Jessica. Very trendy. Uh oh. (laughs) So Lila and Jessica exchange worried looks. So we cut to the mood beach where Jessica is in a booth with some random girls. This was an opportunity to name Robin, to name Annie. Mm. No, not a name to be seen. No, random, random cheerleaders. But like, and they get proper lines and everything later on. So, you know, I I, I think that was a missed opportunity. Um, but uh, while she is uh, telling them about some great new cheer she saw in a cheerleading magazine, Lila comes in with her new BFF. Yeah, she uh, comes in with Heather in tow uh, and introduces her to these other random cheerleaders uh, and tells the gang that Heather was apparently captain of her cheerleading squad back in Reno uh, and that they went to the state championships every year. Uh, But Jessica points out that, yeah, so do Sweet Valley every year. Uh, But uh, Lila fires back, yeah, but they've won. And Lila says it in a very uh, bitchy way. Mm. But luckily, uh, don't worry, listeners, Lila's disloyalty will not last. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, they um, uh, apparently uh, you know she's like 
Heather is is some sort of cheerleading whiz kid. Mm. And Jessica kind of dismisses her and asks Lila to come with her to uh, House of Chic. Bit of continuity. Um, I I appreciate that they have continuity within the show, even though we do not have Lisettes and BBs. True, but, uh, yeah. But Lila uh, can't join her because she's taking Heather on a tour around town where she has created a map uh, <laughs> with showcasing all her favourite spots, including the the boutiques that have an in-house espresso bar. <laughs> yeah, she's got this custom map. Uh, everything's all marked out. She is ready to take Heather on the town and show her all the best spots. <laughs> Well, uh, Lo- Jessica is understandably not very impressed, but we cut to the pool woo where Enid in a super mid-90s outfit. <laughs> she's got a little plaid A-line miniskirt. She's got a cardi over, you know, a little tight top. She does have the Baker Boy hat, which isn't very mid-90s, but it is her trademark. It's true. And uh, we're told she's, uh, she or she tells Liz she's asked Ken to join them and says he's, such a babe <laughs> expectations were high i think that's fair you know <laughs> well how do you feel about this description karen how does it make you feel <laughs> <laughs> well now I'm, i i i don't know how i feel i'm just i'm just i'm upset i <laughs> i know what's coming those feelings, karen. articulate them <laughs> it's too bad <laughs> Well, Liz isn't keen on uh, on playing pool with Ken, but then he comes in. Uh, how would you describe him, Karen? Well, my notes here just say, who is this man? <laughs> I'd say Ken comes in in his mullet and Seinfeld outfit. Like, oh my God. That's, oh Jesus Christ, that's exactly what that fucking outfit is. Good. He is dressed like Jerry God. Seinfeld. He Fucking 100% is. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's the usual Sweet Valley hunk looks like a 40 year old man. Uh, (laughs) And yeah, they have this fucking guy. Like his his hair is a very dark brown. He's just some random fucking dude. Like the whole point of Ken Matthews is that he's blonde, he's hot and he's a dumbass. And this guy is none of those things. (laughs) True. I mean, this is like... He's a dark haired, he's short, he's, um, he's, that, just, he's just not Ken. No, that, that, that is not a guy on a, an American football team. It is simply not. And he is dressed like Seinfeld the, uh, in the classic sitcom, Seinfeld. Yeah. So, uh, yes, I share your horror with this, I have to say. <laughs> I mean, I thought at least they'd make him blonde. I mean, come on, like literally. That time there was a random weird stripper dude in that dancing episode. <laughs> Even though I was horrified when people suggested that was Ken Matthews, I would take that dude over this fucking guy. <laughs> he did look more like him. He did. He had the vibe, you know, he, he was blonde. He kind of looked like there was not much going on upstairs. Yeah. And that's that's what you want from your Ken Matthews. That is the fucking point of Ken Matthews. <laughs> so mad. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> I know, get off the fence already. <laughs> yeah. Well, we uh, Liz basically, uh, like as, as I suspect you would yourself, makes an excuse and runs away. Yeah, fair. Very understandable. <laughs> I would just keep running all the way out of town. <laughs> Well, we cut to Sweet Valley High, where Jessica is out on the lawn. We get we don't really we don't get a you know exterior shots mm. that often, so uh, I appreciate them pushing out the boat here. And uh, she leads her team of cheerleaders into a cheer, which she basically she misspells. <laughs> she does because she does the whole "give me an F," but she's spelling out F I G L T, and at the end she goes, oh, "What does that spell?" And all the girls kind of confused go. Figlet. <laughs> because she meant to spell out fight, of course. Of course. So uh, Heather strolls up and uh, makes a slightly sort of passive aggressive. Is she being nice or not? Mm. Uh, you know, little uh, remark about, oh, well done, Jessica. You know, breaking the ice at the start of the practice with some humour. Uh, you know, implying that Jessica did it on purpose, but possibly knowing she didn't. And she has some some suggestions for how they can liven up their routines. Yeah, Heather comes in with the with the <laughs> suggestion to maybe try it with a hip hop beat. <laughs> and a random girl. I hope it's Robin, uh, but sadly not named. And I did look this episode up, by the way, in um, 
IMDb, but it didn't have credits for no. Most I also of the actors. yeah, I also went looking for credits. I, I needed to I, I needed to more about this Ken Matthews imposter uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fully mad at him. But um, yeah, could not find details on anybody. <laughs> Uh, listeners, if you had found a full version of the uh, of the video, because this is the thing, we can't look at the end credits anymore because all this season it cuts off just at the mm. freeze frame. So yes, let us know who played Ken. So Karen can put him on a dartboard <laughs> because it starts out of. Um, but yeah, this random girl, possibly Robin, fingers crossed, um, invites uh, Heather to demonstrate her hip hop cheer, and Heather is happy to oblige. Yeah, so she just does like a, I don't know, a faster version of the cheer that Jess just just did. I don't know how it's a hip hop beat. It isn't. Uh, it truly is not. I don't think they know what hip hop is. I don't uh, think they. I absolutely do not think they know. <laughs> no, they needed Patty back on the squad to sort this shit out because an actual dancer an actual dancer and also a girl of color because this is an extremely white cheer squad oh my god it's the whitest cheer squad like it's I mean it's as white as everything else in Sweet Valley High I very very white indeed mm. Um. so uh, yeah uh, the rest of the girls are loving this but Jessica says that uh, makes a sort of jibe about how, oh, you know, well done, Heather. We're going to have a talent show in a few weeks. You can try out for that. But the random girl mm-hmm. <laughs> has another suggestion, a very hasty one, I Oh, my feel. God. This is bananas. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, because she just kind of pipes up that uh, she wants Heather to be co-captain. She's like, yeah, Heather, you should totally be co-captain of the team. It's like, she's not even on the fucking team. Like, obviously, I don't know the first thing about cheerleading squads, but I'm mm. sure you have to do like tryouts and, you know, spots open up. And that seems to be the general gist of these things. Not just like, yes, we've decided this random person is now the co-captain having I, done one basic cheer. I mean, it's literally one cheer mm. for, you know, 30 seconds, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's it's a lot to about to you know to make somebody suggest abandoning the entire structure of the cheer squad, the cheer like, Oh, we have yes. co captains now. Okay, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, the Jessica is unsurprisingly, and in fairness, I would be the same, is outraged mm. um, because Cheryl or not Cheryl, uh, Heather is like, oh, I'd be happy to oblige. Um, if it's just if it's okay with Jessica, so Jessica takes the girls aside and is like, "What the fuck? Uh, it's her or me," and the girls vote for Heather. Yeah, they they take a vote, and Jessica is completely outnumbered, and she's just like, "After all I've done for you guys," and like stomps off in a huff. But like, it's very understandable that she does because this entire squad just turned on her immediately out of nowhere. It's very weird. No I loyalty with been, these bitches. None at all. But I would bet they've been dying to get rid of her forever. And this is an excuse. Yeah, that's probably true, actually. Oh, apparently it was quite easy to oust her, so maybe they should have done this. If that's the case, they could have uh, done this ages ago <laughs> we cut inside this to inside the school and Liz is coming out of a classroom but uh, then she jumps back in into it again and why because and in my notes all the way through now it's just like Ken in inverted commas because it's <laughs> clearly not him so it's like Liz hiding from Ken uh, it's him and some other fucking random dude walking down the corridor so yeah she's she jumps back into uh, into the doorway to hide from him so she's very clearly going out of her way to avoid spending any kind of time at all uh, with mm. Ken <laughs> two Ken two <laughs> two Ken two fucking eight Ken eight more like get out of here down to the very bottom of the barrel it's like, I'm also doing air quotes every time I say this <laughs> even though nobody can see me I know what's happening <laughs> I can hear them over the airwaves <laughs> Well, the angsty guitar plays, and it is for Liz, not for Karen's distress at seeing this uh, <laughs> terrific facsimile of Ken. Mm. And later at the Castell Wakefield, Liz looks sadly at a strip of photos. We don't see what, what's on it, like photos from the, uh, the photo booth. Kinda. Yeah. Uh, but she hides it when Jessica comes in to bitch about Heather, who's like stolen her best friend, her future boyfriend, and now the entire squad. And oh. uh, Liz doesn't have any time for her nonsense um, and luckily for her the doorbell rings so she goes to um, 
to answer it because she knows Todd is calling around. And an angry Jessica is feeling sorry for herself. So she throws herself on the bed. What did she find? Well, she finds the photo booth picture strip thing that Liz had kind of like stuffed under her pillow or under a teddy bear or something just to get it out of, the, out of sight quickly. But uh, yeah, Jessica has a good proper look at it and goes, Liz, not nice to keep secrets from your sister. It's quite. A, she says it in quite a sinister way, which I appreciate. <laughs> well, yeah, it's classic Jess. Yeah. So she, uh, yeah, she steals the pics. So then Lila comes into the room uh, and says uh, she heard all about, you know, Jessica basically giving Heather the, uh, the, the team and asks, like, basically, why the fuck did you just, you know, leave and give up your one chance of winning the state championships? Because <laughs> Heather clearly has the skills and Jessica hadn't even thought of that. And thanks her for making her feel worse. But uh, Lila has a great idea to cheer Jessica up. Uh, yeah, that's it. She explains that she is here to cheer Jessica up, but Jessica <laughs> says she's not in the mood for a free pedicure at the Smooth and Sassy Spa. Uh, <laughs> always appreciate a little business place name check. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she thinks what Jessica should do is form her own squad and then at the end of the month have a cheer off <laughs> versus Heather. So I do love the thoughts of a cheer off, I must say. Oh my God. And it does live up to our expectations. I that's have to true. Say. Yeah, I was I was hoping for full bring it on nonsense and it kind of delivers. <laughs> kind of does like I think they've splashed a lot of money on this episode because mm. there's a lot of crowd scenes and exterior shots mm, there's choreography there's a lot going on yeah uh, so yes Jessica loves the idea because uh, you know the, the plan will be that the, the best team who the one who wins the cheer off gets to go represent Sweet Valley at the oh, Sweet Valley High at the state championships mm-hmm. um but Jessica does point out all the girls who could do a cartwheel uh, are already on the squad. But uh, Lila's got a solution to that too. Yeah, she explains that they can recruit uh, girls from modern dance, gymnastics, and uh, says, don't forget, I also know how to shake a pom-pom or two. Uh, but I do love that the whole time that Lila is talking, it's all kind of, she's standing in the doorway of the like shared bathroom between the two bedrooms. And as she's talking, she kind of disappears each time and comes back like putting on some lipstick or like smelling yeah. perfume. And she's like, Ugh. <laughs> So she's just kind of like rooting through the bed, the bathroom drawers, clearly having a great time as she's explaining her plan, which is very enjoyable. It is. It's a very nice little bit of uh, of, of scene work from, mm. from Bridget Flannery there. And I do love what she says. She's been known to shake a pom-pom or two. She sort of strikes a pose with one of Jessica's pom-poms. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, Jessica then is, uh, she's like, my God, you'd come out of retirement for me. Uh, but uh, Lila has one condition uh, and it's that those uniforms have got to go. <laughs> mm, fair enough. Um, and also I like that that's, um, that's canon. Like that Lila was in the team and mm. she and she left it. So, um, yeah, she uh, she's she they, they've got a deal, basically. Um, so she will she will she starts designing a potential new uniform. And Jessica's like, why did you, you know, what what made you do this? I thought you were Heather's BFF. And Lila says she had to be loyal to her friend. Uh, Jessica's like, ah. That's not a, you know, friendly loyalty isn't enough to get uh, to get you to do anything. And Lila reveals the truth was that Heather told Amy, oh, like that, uh, that Lila was flashy. And oh. Lila's like me, flashy. And then she holds up her sketch and said, "Is gold lame too much for the cheer uniform?" It's so good. But when she kind of admits what Heather had said, she's got this really sad little face, and she's just like, "She told Amy I was flashy." It's <laughs> like, "Oh, Lila." <laughs> She's so cute. <laughs> oh, our really our our queen of our hearts. Mm. Well, we cut to school where Winston's giving Heather quote the full Egbert welcome package. <laughs> yeah, mm. apparently uh, he has. I don't know. He's detailed her car. I never know what that means when they say that. No idea. But um, yeah, she's she's thanking him for that. And he mentions that this it's all part of the welcome package. And uh, did he mention that it also comes with a free dinner uh, with him at Cafe de Luna? But then, of course, uh, two Bruce two swoops in at that point uh, up behind the two of them and says that apparently that cafe should be condemned uh, and says uh, then he just blatantly starts coming on to Heather instead. And he's like, you know, let me introduce you to the finer side of Sweet Valley, tennis at the club, lunch by the pool, dinner at the Ritz. And then Winston kind of sticks his head in between the pair of them and goes, boredom by the minute. <laughs> There's, I did that. That uh, the timing of that scene is very nicely done, I have to say. Um, but while they're buttering up Heather, we uh, 
cut over to Lila and Jessica, who are already doing pretty well. They've got girls from like contemporary dance from what was the other one? There was some other. They have girls. They had girls from cardio funk. Uh, cardio funk. That's <laughs> cardio funk, obviously. Um, uh, yeah, some from hip hop and one from yoga. So these all sound like your your classic uh, Sweet Valley classes, to be honest. Because I mean, I the fuck fully knows believe they have a cardio funk class. <laughs> fully believe that. Instead of maths. <laughs> you need it. <laughs> That's why what his face can't read. The curriculum is taken up with cardio funk. They're not too busy with the cardio funk. They simply don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> well, they need one more girl, and Jessica has an idea. They can get uh, another Wakefield on the squad. Lila says they have a better chance of getting Janet Jackson to join. But <laughs> Jessica's pretty sure she can win Liz over. That's true, because uh, when she kind of stashed that little photo strip, photo booth uh, strip of photos earlier, uh, I think a little devious jingle played at some point, and that was not for no reason. <laughs> of, of course not. And uh, yeah, she bets Lila that who if she can get Liz to um, to join the squad, Lila has to buy the entire uh, squad new uniforms, which is pretty expensive. Hmm, I would say. Because they're getting them like specially made, as uh, as we will see. Mm-hmm. Well, we cut to the castle where Liz and Enid are cooking chili and uh, Enid puts in far too much Tabasco sauce. And uh, apparently this is Todd's favourite dish. And La- Jessica, not Jessica, Liz, who's clearly, you know, trying to cover up her guilty feelings, is making it for, for him as a, as a treat. And Jessica knows what will make Todd happier, happier. Tell him that he's dating a cheerleader. And Liz... <laughs> Literally goes, huh? huh? Yeah, my notes all just, just have literally, huh? Just <laughs> fair. Uh, so yeah, Jessica explains that she needs one more girl for her squad to, uh, to take down Heather, but uh, Liz is having none of it. She's just like, absolutely not. You've clearly been doing too many backflips. Hmm. Um, but uh, typically Jessica comes through with the blackmail and uh, says that maybe Todd would like to know all about your little fling with Ken and hands <gasps> over the, uh, the strip of photos that you found. <laughs> I like that they refer to Ken by his full name because she's like, you know, maybe Todd would like to know about your little fling with Te- Ken Matthews. And then Edith says, you kiss Ken Matthews? And I'm like, they're rubbing it in to poor Karen. Just know, like it's very difficult. Saying his name so many times. And it's not even him. <laughs> well, Liz reveals that uh, this romance with Ken happened when Todd was in Vermont. Uh, apparently they were spending a lot of time together and things got serious between them and the others are are kind of hurt that Liz never told them but she says she never told anybody and after Ken moved they decided they'd just you know draw a line under it mm-hmm. um, and uh, Todd would be devastated if, if he found out because Ken is probably his best friend despite the fact that he has never been mentioned before <laughs> and we're halfway through series two at this stage and this is the first we've heard about this Alleged to Ken Matthews. Despite the fact that the relationship supposedly happened when Todd was in Vermont, which took place after series one. Mm. Well, uh, poor Winston has been left out in the cold there. We thought he was Todd's best mate. Fully just, yeah, left for dead. Well, Jessica kindly says, your secret's safe with me. And then adds, as long as you join my cheerleading squad. (laughs) So uh, sad Liz has no choice but to give in. And Jessica's delighted. So Liz, uh, I rather like this, invites her to try some of the chilli. And of course, we know that Enid has tipped pretty much an entire bottle of Tabasco sauce into it. So Jessica gets a fiery surprise. (laughs) Well, later, Enid asks Liz why she didn't tell Todd about the thing with Ken and uh, Liz rightly says you know how jealous he gets I mean yeah I can totally see her point of view here because he's extremely jealous and ridiculous Um, but yeah Enid kind of says that yeah but surely there's nothing for him to actually be jealous of because it's all in the past and then like very meaningfully goes isn't it and Liz mm. doesn't answer so it's it's very much a hmm moment <laughs> very much so and Liz does look pretty guilty mm. then we cut to Jessica waking up Liz by yelling Elizabeth Whitefield report to practice through a big loudspeaker 
what do you call it when it's a loudspeaker that isn't like it's electrically? Like when, yeah, no, it's like one of those cheer megaphone oh. things, isn't it? It's like it's not electric. It's literally just a big cone that you're yelling into. Yeah. Is that still called a loudspeaker? Is that like an original analog um, loudspeaker? But you know exactly what we mean. Listeners. Yeah, I think it's a megaphone. Yeah. Oh, it's a megaphone. You're right. Uh, well, yeah, she's she's got her, I guess, her captain's megaphone and she's yelling <laughs> into Liz's face and it's at half five in the morning. It's which, very um, funny, in fairness. <laughs> it is. And she's she's got a very sort of military air about her mm. as she marches out. And uh, Liz sort of staggers to her feet. And we get a montage. Oh my God. My notes at this point were just like, music kicks in, dot, 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 montage. Like I was just really <laughs> hoping that's what was going to happen. And it did. So that was great. <laughs> it did. And it starts off with a po- Jessica putting up a poster. That's a very oddly printed poster, I have to say. Mm. Maybe they did it on Mr. Russo's weird computer. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, Bob Russo. Um, yeah. As a designer, what do you it, um, think? Look at <laughs> It's very word art, very word art circa 96, which I guess is mm. accurate <laughs> to the time. But yeah, I think it's Lila puts up the poster first and it's like, it's got Jessica in huge letters and then and her squad underneath really small. And then it's like, our <laughs> number one. So like at a glance, it reads Jessica, our number one. <laughs> um, but then Heather comes along and tears it down and puts up one that says Heather's squad turns up the heat. And then Jessica comes along, tears that one down and puts up one that says Jess is the best. Dot, 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 T. So it's Jess is the best, but just spelled really fucking weird. And the dot, dot, dot and T sort of adding to general confusion when you read it. Like it it's If it's some sort of play on words, it does not really work. No, because it is like Jess is the best. T. <laughs> so uh, then we get a full on practice montage. We mm. see Heather's fancy squad. There's some jangly music that's all like, doesn't it weigh on your mind? <laughs> We could be the winners. Oh my god. The tension. <laughs> and we see the new uniforms, and there's quite a contrast. Oh yeah, Lila opens up a box and there's all these little white uh SVH crop tops with like red sequins on them. I was a fan oh. of this look. It was a very updated and sparkly look for, mm. <laughs> for the cheerleaders. Because it then cuts to Heather who's like pulling out like white like sweatshirts with SVH on them, which is more like it's not actually that different to the existing cheerleading outfits. So I don't I know what you spent like money this- on. Yeah, I thought it was just the same as the cheerleading outfits and Heather had just got one. But maybe she's got them all new jumpers or something. Yeah, but, they look um, different to the usual um, the usual uniforms that we've seen before. Hmm, I guess but not, did. yeah, but not different enough for it to be, you know. <laughs> no. And a um, real change, yeah. Um, so uh, the twins team is actually really good because we keep, you know, switching between mm. each uh, each team. Like the the twins are doing coordinated moves. There's uh, there's a lot of sort of posing and for you know striking poses. Like <laughs> like it's it's a quite elaborate choreography. It's way more like dancing than cheering. True. Yeah, yeah. There's a few high kicks thrown in, which which you have to appreciate. Uh, and at one point, Heather does a bunch of backflips and it cuts to Jessica looking really worried. But then it shows Jessica's squad doing really well and Heather's looking worried. So it's kind of just, yeah, flipping over and back between the squads where they both look mm. pretty good at this stage. Um, and we do see uh, Jessica's squad doing, it's not it's not quite a pyramid as you might think, you know, with people on their knees, but people are sort of standing on each other's shoulders and... Mm. Striking poses. They're sort of created a human structure of sorts. I guess, and yeah. <laughs> Heather, I thought in this scene, looked very like Kristen Bell. She did. Oh my God, she definitely did. I thought that too. Yeah. Because she reminded me of somebody anyway, kind of all the way through it. And then every so often I'd be like, God, she's very like Kristen Bell. <laughs> yeah, she looked and she looked like both Kristen Bell, a crossbreed Kristen Bell and the... Actress who played Sabrina's friend Jenny in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Mm. I did actually look up to see, like, that wasn't Kristen Bell, was it? No. So she was 16 or 15 this this uh, the year this was made but so technically is like the right age for the character yeah but all the actors are like 18 and 19 yeah that's true minimum um, i would say yeah um so yeah there uh, it, it isn't her and it doesn't look enough like her to be no. her but i was looking at it on the phone and i was like is it like is it right? <laughs> yeah. or something? is she like, <laughs> But um, yeah, there was a moment when she's like scowling at Jessica where she looked like Veronica Mars looking at a baddie and <laughs> I did wonder. <laughs> um, 
But uh, we we leave the montage and we cut to Liz approaching Heather because she wants to interview her for an article on the cheer off. I mean, they, uh, Mr. Collins should get somebody else to do that article. <laughs> oh my God, my notes here were just like, not exactly impartial journalism now, Liz, is it? <laughs> And actually, the article she's writing is called The Pom-Pom Wars, which is the name of the book, but not the episode. It's very confusing. Why do they keep changing it? Oh, God. But yeah, it's gas because she is like, yeah, I'm writing an article about this whole thing. Like, do you want to be interviewed? It's like, why are you writing it? You're part of this. Like, it's not like the article doesn't have its own giant office that people seem to be in all day instead of going to class. Or (laughs) cardio Well, Heather has no interest in being interviewed and she's like, oh, the pom-pom wars. You might want to call it the pom-pom massacre. Oh, my God. Yeah. She tells Liz to come back, come back to her after the contest and she'd be happy to give a victory interview. Oh, she's sickening. We cut to the aforementioned Oracle office and uh, Liz is there in her own. And who should come in, Karen? Well, it's not Ken Matthews. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is two Ken or eight Ken eight. <laughs> ten Ken ten. <laughs> He's getting further and further away. <laughs> well, uh, ten Ken ten uh, comes in and says he got Liz's note. And she kisses him. Oh my God, this was ridiculous. I was like, come on now, <laughs> seriously, Liz, what are you doing? Um, well, that was it because she didn't answer Enid when Enid was like, this is all in the past though, isn't it? So it does seem like she had some unresolved feelings for this imposter man. Uh, mm. But uh, yeah, so obviously he's shocked by this. And Liz says, sorry, you know, I had to know if we, and he kind of cuts her off and says, look, I thought we were over a long time ago. <gasps> and Liz is like, we were, we are. Uh, and explains that... Uh, when she was kissing him, all she could think of was Todd and how unfair she's been to him. Um, and in fairness to not Ken, uh, he does say, look, you know, you and Todd are back together now. It doesn't change what we had, but just tell him the truth. Um, you know, like he's not, he, he seems to have taken the fact that she just lobbed the gob out of nowhere pretty yeah. well. Also, I love that that's the only way she can tell. <laughs> it's like, like Love I'm... Island. They did, they, you know, they need the test. They have to go shift another girls just to see. And it's like, <laughs> how else am I going to know if I really like you? And it's like, I'm kissing a load of other people. It's like, that's not how that works. No, it really isn't. <laughs> um. So yeah, Ken tells her that, you know, uh, like well even this doesn't really make sense because I thought you'd think he's going to say something about like what we had was really special uh, because he's like you and Todd being together now doesn't change what we had um, but then says just tell the truth like <laughs> so it's it sort of sets him up you, you think he's going to be like it was really meaningful Liz but he then just sort of does it about her and it's like eh Todd will understand he'll, <laughs> he'll find out from somebody else if you don't tell him so yeah, I'm not I mean, really sure what Ken is feeling. I mean, he's a very poorly drawn character. Oh, Jesus. They, oh, what, what they did to my boy. My God. <laughs> <laughs> Just the whole thing is a fucking outrage from start to finish. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Karen. Get it off your chest. <laughs> Just not good enough, Anna. <laughs> I have forgiven this show for so much, <laughs> but this one I will not let go of. <laughs> And, and rightly so. I think you need time to process it. Just let yeah. it let it sit with you for a while, and you know, I'm going to sit in my feelings. feelings yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, ten can can. Sure, Todd will understand. And then, of course, we cut to Todd saying, "I don't understand." Okay, I did laugh properly at that. That was very funny. <laughs> Well, I don't blame him for being mad because this is all pretty shitty. It is, yeah. I mean, because Liz kind of says, don't be mad. But Todd is like, my girlfriend cheated on me with one of my best friends and I can't be mad. Because like they hadn't broken up at that stage, of course. Like they were still together when he went off to Vermont. So it is pretty shitty of Liz to have done this. And with his best friend, you know, if that's what we're, but that's what we're going with. Um, If you say, if you say so, Toddles. Sure. Uh, But yeah, Liz is just like, oh, it just happened. And I was going to tell you when you got back, but then, you know, you were all weird and broke up with me. Um, That's fair enough. Which is fair, I guess. Uh, But yeah, then uh, Todd is just like, you know, tell me you're over him. And Liz promises that she is. And it was all in the past and he doesn't have anything to worry about. And it does seem to get resolved pretty quickly, considering Todd is usually such a ragey, jealous monster guy. 
Yeah, well, they hug, like, because she's like, when she says it was all in the past, they, mm. they hug. But we do see Todd's face over her shoulder, and he does look quite troubled, I thought. Mm. But like, maybe this will go somewhere in the future. I don't know. I mean, I, I won't hold my breath, to be no, honest. I don't think it will. Like, or, yeah, I'd be surprised if it did, because it does seem like, yeah, it was just kind of, this was just a means to get Liz on the squad. Yeah. Well, we cut to the school gym where Winston wishes Jessica luck as she arrives with her team. And then Chrome Dome takes the mic and he welcomes the crowd. So we've actually got loads of extras. Oh my God, so many. There's a proper, like, yeah, full, like, school gymnasium full of people. They've got big foam fingers and everything. There's, hmm. there's props, there's extras. There's so much going on. <laughs> my only uh, regret is that we don't get more of the extras like saying random shit oh, which is my yes. favourite thing in the world besides the of those yeah they, they could have done more of that <laughs> I like they, they could have had somebody going Jessica's really cool or <laughs> Heather's quite a great alright Heather <laughs> <laughs> instead as Heather's team take um arrive in their classic uniforms uh, to what Chrome Dome calls this unprecedented event um <laughs> The crowd starts to go, like they're kind of quite boorish in their hooting and hollering. Well, it's like a callback to the very first episode, remember, wasn't it? When uh, they were announcing the nominees for Homecoming Queen and when Jessica's name was called (laughs) out, there was just like a rowdy bunch of lads going, (laughs) basically barking at her. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, the extras they give and they take it away. (laughs) You just never know what you're going to get with these guys. Well, um, the uh, the 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 other team start, and um, Jessica is getting worried because Liz hasn't turned up, and Jessica thinks that now she's come clean to Todd, and you know, the blackmailing has uh, has lost its power, and she's abandoned them. Mm. And Lila says very smartly, "That's the problem. The problem with blackmail, it doesn't exactly inspire loyalty." True. <laughs> It's very good. And again, very well delivered by our fave Bridget Flannery here as well. Like it's just such a like classic. She's just like, yeah, you know, I've been in the same position and, and yeah, this is what I've found. <laughs> it's like she's speaking words of wisdom here. I love it. Well, Heather's team are good. They've kind of got some sort of, you know, slightly early 90s, uh, kind of early 90s, the sort of hip hop you would get in an early 90s TV programme. Rather than the, you know, it's not exactly a tribe called Quest. <laughs> not so much, no. Sadly. <laughs> if only. Because I would have paid to see them doing their routine to Midnight Marauders or Felicia <laughs> Applebaum or something. But sadly, no. Um, so the crowd goes wild for Heather's team and she ends in a split and uh, she's sort of sweeping her arms around the place. Um, but the crowd seemed to love it. Mm-hmm. So it's Jessica's turn. And Lila says they can't go on without Liz. But Jessica insists. And Todd and Enid don't seem to notice that Liz isn't there. They're just sitting in the in the stands clapping away very happily. Yeah, there's a little gang. It's kind of like Todd, Enid, Winston and Bruce, mm. I think, are all together. Uh, just kind of cheering on team Jessica uh, mm. and yeah they, they yeah they do start the routine without Liz and it's very clear they're missing a member because like the symmetry of the team is all off and everything but they start well and it, it does yeah, seem to be do, going yeah. okay like they're, they're running through their choreography and it looks good um, mm. but then Lila kind of hops up to do this kind of not quite pyramid like obviously yeah. I just have no idea what the terminology is here but it's Sorry, like a- cheerleading listeners if you have any Actually, are any of our listeners like were they ever cheerleaders? I want to know about real life cheerleading. Yes. <laughs> Someone tell us. Were any of you cheerleaders? Because tell us, please. <laughs> but yeah, so Lila kind of hops up to do this move, but then slips and falls, and it all happens in slow motion with like the yes. whole team basically collapsing to the floor. Um, like it happens super duper slowly. <laughs> but um, I do very much appreciate that. Yeah, that's always fun. So it's extra dramatic. Um, But yeah, so they all kind of end up in a heap on the floor of the gym and they just kind of grab their pom-poms and run away. Uh, And in fairness, the crowd does seem to be quite supportive and sort of cheers for them anyway. There's no kind of, you know, everyone laughing kind of moment or it doesn't seem that way anyway. So the crowd is very like, oh, you did great. Um, Yeah, but obviously it, it didn't end super well for Jessica there. So she's not too pleased with how that's gone down. No, she is not pleased. And uh, they, um, they they do, I mean, they do keep going, which I do think is impressive. But hmm. yeah, um, 
Chrome Dome uh, calls the captains together and he's about to make uh, to get everybody to vote. But then Liz arrives very dramatically in her <laughs> oddly shaped baggy trousers and says, wait! And Jessica's like, oh, you've already ruined anything. What are you up to? Everything. What are you up to now? And just Liz says, well, I'm about to make it up to you. And uh, she asks Heather to to do her aerial again. Is that what she said? Did you I get couldn't. that? I thought she was saying, but I couldn't really make sense of it or like, yeah, it, what, what that meant. <laughs> I presumed it was some sort of cheerleading move, but uh, oh, okay. yeah. Heather doesn't know what she's talking about. And Chrome Joe was like, yeah, what is this about uh, Elizabeth? And Lila isn't particularly impressed because I guess because of Liz, she did just fall off. And hmm. uh, um, her dignity was, uh, was, was bruised. But... Lila will cheer up very soon because Liz produces a newspaper, the Reno Tribune, and it's got quite a headline. It sure does. It's got a huge photo uh, of Heather on the front page and a massive headline that says baby oil sabotage. <laughs> so Liz like brandishes this newspaper and Heather's like, give me that. But uh, Liz reads from it and says Heather Malone kicked off cheerleading squad uh, and that she completely ruined the other team's chances with her baby oil trickery uh, and Heather's like they didn't prove anything but then I think it's Lila and Jess kind of grab Heather's hand she's still holding a pom pom she's trying to go that's it yeah so they grab her arm as she's trying to to get past them but uh, her hand she's still holding a pom pom in her hand but when they kind of grab a hold of her arm and have a proper look there's a bottle of baby oil stashed in the pom pom (laughs) (laughs) and they realise that's why she was doing that sort of sweeping motion at the end of her routine diabolical bitch Really, um, except in the book, she does stay the co-captain. So I can't remember how the that trilogy ended, but it, I don't think it involved a baby oil scandal. Um, or maybe it did. Well, I guess we'll find out when we'll we get out. to it. Yeah, I don't think I've read those ones. You see, so I'm excited to to see how all this goes down. I have read them, but again, they're you know the sort of things where I know I've read them, mm. and I know Heather is in later books. Okay, but um, and she's still the co-captain. But I have no memory of the actual details, so I am looking forward to uh, to that trilogy. Uh, but in this universe, Heather, I guess she's not co-captain anymore because she just says, "I hate you all," and Jessica's like, mm. and she runs away scowling. <laughs> she sure does. But yeah, Jessica's team are declared the winners, so everybody cheers, and it's all great. <laughs> Well, Todd and Enid come down to to greet the girls and um, they all hug and high five. Uh, Somebody has a sign, by the way, I think it could be Winston, saying Jess is the best. So her her slogan is caught on, I guess. Bizarre branding works. There you go. Uh, well, Jessica thanks Liz for, you know, saving the day and exposing Heather's true colours. And uh, she's horrified, though, that Liz is leaving the squad because Liz says she never wants to see another pom-pom again. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, she's like, you know, turning in your uniform. But uh, yeah, that's it for Liz. She's done with cheerleading and they have a big hug. <laughs> and that's the end. Hooray, freeze frame. Oh, and that was the War of the Pom-Poms or the Pom-Pom Wars. Take your pick. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of interchangeable, really, at this stage. <laughs> so uh, I suppose we are out of time now, Karen. We'll leave it there for today, but we'll <laughs> take it up with the next, <laughs> the next episode. I will surely have more things to work through by then. <laughs> yeah, a lot to think about. I think there a lot yeah, to think about. Yeah. I'll do some journaling and get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's just, but you know, we'll have, you'll have a week, two weeks to sit with your feelings about Ken. I mean, will we see him again? I wonder, is he in it from now on? You know, I hope not, because I'm just going to be enraged every time he turns up. I hope that's it. Maybe he just dies off screen. Just get out of here. Not Ken. <laughs> I do remember some Pi Beta Alpha sisters telling us that Ken showed up at one stage and they did warn us we would not be happy. <laughs> Well, a warning wasn't enough. <laughs> I still wasn't ready for the fucking abject disappointment of it all. <laughs> Will we ever be ready? Oh, well, <laughs> Pi Beta Alpha sisters, let us know what you thought of this therapy session. Do you <laughs> share our distress at this ersatz Ken? Because, um, I mean... I'm traumatized by it too. Not as traumatized as Karen, obviously, but still quite traumatized. I have to say, I was. Yeah, it's 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 not good. It's 
it's very poor casting and mm. it's it's simply not good enough and I'm I'm writing a letter of complaint to <laughs> I'm Saban because this is his fault. <laughs> Well, I mean, a missed opportunity, I think we can all agree. But um, let us know what you think, Pi Beta Alpha Sisters. You know where to find us. We are on Twitter at SVH Podcast. You can send us an email at svhpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we are on Instagram at SVH Podcast. And uh, yes, you had thoughts on this episode. Um, so it does seem that, that pe- characters like sort of moody boys and not being able to read what really was a thing so as well as Jordan Catalano by the way I looked it up there was an actual the episode of my so-called life was literally called Jordan Catalano can't read oh god <laughs> uh, but from the sublime to the ridiculous Katie Longstreth said there's an episode of Good Morning Miss Bliss a precursor to the California Saved by the Bell episodes where Screech is tormented by a bully and discovers the bully can't read um, so there's another example um, and uh, Katie says I do feel Liz Todd and Enid could have been gentler about it though like they were pretty accusatory to David for something that wasn't his fault very true. Oh, so true. Like Liz definitely just yells at him in the middle of class at one point that he can't read. And it's like, all right, maybe don't fucking rat him out in front of everybody. <laughs> Liz fucking hell. <laughs> um, well, uh, Neri Siren said, I feel like the mid-90s might have had this trend of trying to address reading disabilities or in some cases illiteracy in their kids' shows, but doing it in the most cringy, catastrophic way possible that openly or implicitly blames the person with the disability. I remember a Punky Brewster episode where a toddler accidentally drank from a bottle of cleaning fluid and when the kid's preteen older sister frantically called poison control, they somehow needed her to read the warning label to figure out how to save the kid. And uh, basically turned out that the child could not read. Uh, and the moral somehow wasn't why the fuck did poison control need a kid uh, wasn't why the fuck did poison control need a kid to do their job for them but instead oh my god people who can't read might get someone killed oh god well, that's it like because that was the whole thing in, in the last SVH episode too was that like he caused a massive explosion because he couldn't read the list of yes. chemicals so it's like if you can't read you will die it's like fucking hell lads maybe tone it down a bit <laughs> explosions freaking poison I mean there's so many you know possibilities <laughs> Uh, Pippi Ann Shirley also wasn't impressed she said okay at first I thought well Enid's new beau was clearly a 37 year old narc so of course he wrote page teen he's throwing her off on purpose phew then as someone who has had many family members with various types of dyslexia I was furious David was failed how dare Liz draw attention to what she presumes is just illiteracy uh, illiteracy based on laziness phew so many feelings. I need to lie down now. I think we all need to lie down after last week's episode. But this week's episode, I mean, after seeing Ken, I think we all need some smelling salts to recover from that. I'm gone. I'm on strike again. I'm, I'm not, I can't do it. <laughs> News from Nihon said, on behalf of US food culture, I apologise to Anna for pushing her to the point where she no longer even wants to ask if some bizarre sounding dish is actually a thing. For the record, I've never heard of well done pancakes or pancakes with cottage cheese. <laughs> I, no need to apologise, News from Nihon, but uh, yes, I, I think we have been, we, we have been uh, pushed to a certain limit at this stage. <laughs> That's it. At a certain point, we're just now throwing our hands up and going, I suppose, yeah, fine. Have that disgusting sounding food. It's probably a thing. <laughs> well, we also heard from Masha Poles, who had a dream about PVA. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. I laughed at this so much. Fucking hell. Oh, Can God. you share it with, the, with our oh. sisters? Fucking hell. Where was this now? Sorry. Oh yeah. Uh, I had a dream last night that you guys organised a trip to the States for all of us PBAs to do an episode. Like, amazing. Uh, Oh my god, I wish. But to make it authentic, you also invited a bunch of high school lads to watch the episode with us. Anna was sporting a nice wet look bikini (laughs) while Karen modelled Lila's Italian leathers. Like, if only... (laughs) And it turned out that I had to bring a playlist for all these shenanigans, which I'd totally forgotten to do. I think the request was for proper CDs or a mixtape, a la the 90s. Anyway, I suggested using Spotify and Karen turned on her heel and walked away, both of you refusing to speak to me for the rest of the event. I think I need Jessica Wakefield's dream analysis expertise to even start unraveling this I mean, that's something for the therapy session next week. I think. Oh my God. I- 
I do think it's so funny how fucking mean we were though in that. No, maybe <laughs> channeling in our wet look bikini now. So it'd be a long time before I'd be wearing any sort of bikini. I was just very uncomfortable. All that Italian leather was very stiff, and I wasn't in good good form at all. There you go. I was probably feeling a bit self conscious about wearing a, uh... a bikini at an event. <laughs> Oh, listeners, uh, or Pi Beta Alpha Sisters, do do keep uh, keep your messages coming. We really, really appreciate all of you, and uh, we um, we are very grateful to you for supporting the show and for enjoying the ridiculousness of the Sweet Valley High TV series as much as we are. Quite a few of you did love the short-lived Model Zink reference last week. <laughs> <laughs> If you want to watch it again, Karen put that clip up on Instagram. So uh, it is funny every time because I did it's... watch it again after you put it up. Oh, God, it's so fucking funny. Jesus. Uh, yeah, we're also having tremendous crack on Instagram because I ridiculously decided oh to do God. a big giant cover poll of every book in the series so far, or at least the classic series. Um yeah, I guess I just decided I wasn't busy enough with all the fucking work I have to do in real life and put together a huge, ridiculous fucking tournament. So there's yeah, voting a plenty going on over on Instagram at the minute. If you haven't jumped on that action yet, I've split the 94 books of the classic run into different categories and there's voting going on pretty much every day. Oh. It's probably going to run for like the next week because there's still <laughs> so much to get through. Oh my God, why have I done this to myself? But it's well, also we great can, crack. So we can discuss that right. in the next therapy session, Karen. <laughs> I think we'll have to. <laughs> it's like, why, why am I doing these things to myself? <laughs> it is great fun. I've just been enjoying uh, participating in it. Though I did <laughs> accidentally vote for some covers I did not mean to vote for because I was uh, just holding the phone in one hand and it kind of uh, it, it, it just moved so you got overexcited I, that's what it was I think I voted against hashtag poor Jeffrey in one of the rounds but luckily <gasps> luckily that cover won yeah I you know it's funny you keep throwing curveballs at me because there's ones that I'm just like well this one's going to absolutely walk this poll and then it loses spectacularly and I'm just like well I don't know anything anymore because <laughs> the voting is going all kinds of ways and uh, some of them are really tight as well so you yeah. definitely need to get your vote in. Some of them are literally 50% and it's like you have to look at the literal numbers of votes to see mm-hmm. who's in the lead. So, yep. um, yes, do vote, listeners. Uh, it'll still be going on when this when this episode comes out. We're recording it two days in advance. So mm-hmm. uh, get to Instagram and have your say. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I hope, well, I don't know if I can, you know, of us saying which ones we want to be the ultimate will... Uh, will possibly influence subconsciously influence our listeners but um I know which I which one I want to win yeah I like I kind of have a few that I'm expecting to do very well but then like there's ones that got knocked out real early and I was just like oh did not see that coming so really it's it's unpredictable as ever it's the usual when we do a big stupid poll like this it's absolute fucking chaos so you know you you might as well have a look and see what's going on (laughs) I was worried initially it'll be like, oh, it'll be fucking Tennis Girl or something ridiculous. <laughs> oh, Tennis Girl got trampled to death in her bowl. Don't oh, worry she, about that. <laughs> she was up against something really good. She was up against round. Regina. So yeah, yeah she never oh, stood a on. chance. Yeah, no. And rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> She's been put squarely back in her box. <laughs> back in her tennis racket case, where she belongs. <laughs> Indeed. Well, Pie Beta Alpha Sisters, you can get voting. And of course, we will see you back in the clubhouse uh, in two weeks. And I've seen a little bit of the next episode. It is a uh, It's a Wonderful Life um, parody called <laughs> You Call This a Wonderful Life. Amazing. Oh, two words. Angel Winston. <gasps> I'm so excited. I, I'm, oh my God. <laughs> I'll say no more. Okay. But uh, before we meet Angel Winston, now we've got Winston as a genie, now Winston as an angel, but this time he really is an angel. Um, before that, we are going to be in the main feed unlocking Elizabeth's secret diary. Now, we were hoping for lots of Ken Matthews action in this, but I have been rereading it and I am like... <laughs> about three quarters of the way. <laughs> he, he, there's been no affair yet. Damn it. 
Mm. It is funny, though. It has turned out that uh, we've got a little bit of synchronicity again. This has happened Isn't before. it funny how that happens? Yeah. Like, and it's, it's, it is not planned, you guys. We no. are not that organized. So these things are purely happy accidents when they do tee up like this. <laughs> but yes, we will see you in the main feed next week for a little trip down memory lane, back mm. to the, uh, the, the, frankly golden period uh, in which Suzanne attempted to succeed in changing Ken and when <laughs> Lynn Henry was on the outside looking in. Oh, classic. And when Regina was <laughs> held hostage. All those books are covered in this diary. So nice. we will definitely have lots to discuss, even if there isn't enough Ken for some people. <laughs> There'll never be enough proper Ken. <laughs> So we will see you in the main feed uh, in uh, next week um, for for that trip down memory lane. But we will see you back in our beloved clubhouse in two whole weeks when Angel Winston t- asks, uh, tells <laughs> Elizabeth and Jessica, you call this a wonderful life? <gasps> see you then, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Justice for Ken. <laughs> This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.